is reporting Cam Newton has been diagnosed with a midfoot sprain. The Panthers are, quote, cautiously optimistic. Newton will be ready for week number one against the Rams. Ezekiel Elliott is back in Cabo, continuing his holdout. Hall of Famer Marshall Falk is headed were out on Thursday that the Cowboys had sent through a new offer. In off-the-field NFL news, New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady's application to trademark the term Tom Terrific has been refused by the United States Patent and Trademark Office. And in baseball, a rough record for the Baltimore Orioles on Thursday at Camden Yards. The Orioles surrendered their 259th home run of the 2019 season, breaking a tie with the 2016 Reds for most homers allowed by a team in a single year. I'm Dan Strafford, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network news update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Inside Studio 34, this is the BFFs here on the Fantasy Sports Network. Of course, brought to you by Sports Grid. I am Greg Sussman, joined today by EY Eric Young, back from Fort Lauderdale. What's happening, EY? Greg, uh, what's going on, man? Good to be back. Good to be back on the show. It, it, it's weird how used to you can get to someone uh, being part of your life and then just missing one day with them. But yeah, it was a super cool time in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, CBS Health on was amazing. They raised a pile of money, beat last year's record. Um, I choked a man and punched a guy for charity. It was an excellent day. That is an extremely successful day. <laughs> That's fantastic. Also, welcoming back to the show for the first time in a while, it's Matty Mo, Matt Modica. Matt, you're uh, running running through the car wash the, here today on FNTSY. Uh, yes, I am. Uh, glad to be back on. Always love talking to you and EY as well. So uh, I'm in for what's up and down today. It was uh, it was great seeing you, of course, over the weekend. First time I saw you in a while. How did your uh, your GST draft go? Uh, I think it went well. I was pretty much happy with uh, all my selections, the way the uh, draft played out. Good, good, yeah. And speaking of drafts, EY, I know you had a big draft uh, this morning, and I'm looking at looking at your team now. How do you feel about it? I feel great. Um, Yahoo gave me a C. So that, that's how I know I did well. <laughs> forget, yeah, forget Yahoo. I'm looking at your team now. You got a lot of your guys, man. You got Tyler Lockett. You got Carrion. You got Derrick Henry. This is, a, this is a U team for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that's what I do. And this is something that, that I, I've been saying all year and I preach is everyone should have a list and you should go after your guys. It should be fun. These are guys that I believe in. Um, of course, I would like to have, you know, just – 
the top 10 players on my team in the league and then just play with that team and beat everyone like that would be great but that's not not how it works so you got to figure out uh, who's going to be available where and, and and get your guys it's supposed to be fun so having those three running backs uh it's gonna make it really fun for me just because our, our fans will appreciate it who would you say had the worst uh worst team in your wwe draft outside of uh, seth who was busy rudy rudy charles the referee perfect that's perfect yeah. He's, he's the commissioner and one of the worst all-time fantasy players. I call him a donator. <laughs> There's always a donator in one league. Rudy Charles Every league needs you. <laughs> yeah, Wade Barrett's English, and he's better at it than he is. <laughs> Dude's not even American. Not even an American. He's better. That's, not, that's actually fantastic. All right. So... Uh, on today's show, I know there's a bunch of people that we don't want you to forget about in drafts, a lot of which we've spoken about before. We'll get into the headlines as well. We're going to do it in a bit of a fill-in-the-blank format. So I'm going to throw out some questions to our guys. They're going to come back at me uh, over the next hour or so. So let's begin like this. I want to own blank Jaguars on my fantasy team this season. Matt, we go to you. Possibly two, more like one. <laughs> I want to own possibly two, more like one Jaguar on my team this season. Who are they? Uh, for net, I would take it. I see the possibilities, but I'm kind of shying away. The one guy I really want to own would be D.D. Westbrook. Okay. How come? I, I just think, you know, he's, he's the lead guy there. You're getting him at such a discount. Right now, he's wide receiver 36. He's their number one option in the passing game. Uh, you look at the next-gen stats from last year, his separation was off the charts. The guy uh, seems to be consistently open. Uh, got the touchdown last night. And the fact that I did like DJ Chark, but he got hurt last night. He got the concussion, so that does not bode well for him. Yeah, DJ Chark has that concussion. We'll see what, where uh, he winds up falling now in your fantasy drafts. But D.D. Westbrook gets talked up yesterday, targeted it incessantly last night by Nick Foles. D.D. Stock is rising. Same question to you, EY. I want to own blank Jaguars on my team this year. Yeah, I think it's D.D. Westbrook for me. It's been D.D. Westbrook all along. I, I have him. I, I bet you I have him on over 70% of my best ball teams. Um, I have him in a, in a couple leagues that, that I play in. Um, he's going to be the number one. I believe that uh, Marcus Lee uh, coming off the pup is, is interesting. I think he could show up at some point this year. But two interesting kind of like really late round guys is uh, Connolly. I mean, was never used properly, in my opinion, in Kansas City. This guy's got an unbelievable 40 time and can really rip down the field. He's going to be stretching the field for Nick Foles. And and uh, and I know I've said it before, and I want to give the guy from the guys from Fantasy Pros, the the podcast credit, uh, Jeff Swaim. Nick Foles loves throwing to his tight end. Jeff Swaim is going to be the starter. Now, everyone, every time I bring this up, someone says, "Oh, well, what about the rookie they drafted?" Tell me the last time a rookie draft tight a rookie tight end did anything. And I'll tell you that I'm wrong. Yeah, there, there you go. Jeff Swaim's been EY's guy throughout the summer. Uh, it's better than Tavon Austin. I'll say that. So hopefully Jeff Swaim turns into something. But EY and Modiga both on the same page. They want to own one Jaguar here this season. One more fill in the blank before we hit the break. Ezekiel Elliott will be back blank. EY, you first. <sighs> I think he will play week one. I, I still believe that. I still rank, have him um, in, in my top two. 
Um, Barkley is above him only because I know that he's going to play uh, 100% in week one. Um, but if I knew uh, Barkley was in, I think, uh, or uh, Ezekiel Elliott was in, I think I would have him as my number one. The system is going to be improved. The offense is going to be improved. Prescott's got something to prove. Cooper's got something to prove. New offensive coordinator, more interesting schemes. Zeke would be the man. I think he still could be the man. I have him as my number two, but I think he, I think he'll play. I think he'll play in week one. Why says by week one, Matt? You have a little time to think about it. We're hitting the break. We come back. <laughs> Matt fills in the blank. We do all show long. Stick around. The BFFs rock and roll on a Friday. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Back with you here on the BFFs, Greg Sussman by himself singing and dancing. Frank Stample <laughs> returns on Monday. Mercifully, at this point, uh, if I have to do this by myself each and every week, it's going to be a disaster. But Frank expected to return from Poland on Monday, and that'll be very, very good news for all of us. Before we hit the break, Matty Moe, I propose uh, you this fill in the blank. Ezekiel Elliott will be back blank. Week one, he'll be in the lineup. I, I'm with EY on that. I do think, though, Tony Pollard is someone you still want to own. I think there will be a role. For him, uh, and I'm a little less on Zeke than EY as well. He'd be my number four. I'm going to go with the other three guys. All right, so Ezekiel Elliott's still a top four for Matty Moe. He's been number one, number two for Eric Young this entire process. Not much worry there. Let's make it a little bit tougher then, gentlemen. Fill in the blank. Matty Moe. Melvin Gordon will be back blank. I think that's going to take a little while. We'll say week four. Week four for Melvin Gordon. So where are you drafting Austin Eckler? I think his price right now is in the sixth round. And I think that's kind of right. You know, if you basically want a zero RB approach, I guess you could move him up a little from there. But Jackson's going to be involved as well. It's not just going to be Austin Eckler's show here. So I think the sixth round is a perfect spot. Did you is that someone you're in on Austin Eckler? I like the player and stuff. It it basically for me, it comes down to roster construction okay. and how I started off. I, I never have a set plan where I have to have one running back, one receiver, Got it. or something like that. All right, Matt, uh the good answer there. When it comes to Austin Eckler, EY, we throw it over to you. Melvin Gordon will be back blank. 
Yeah, I, I'm going to say probably around week, in between week four, week six. Uh, I think he's definitely going to miss games. I've been saying this the whole time. Uh, the L.A. Chargers, uh, this is an organization that is known for this. They did it with uh, LaDamian Tomlinson. They did it with Vincent Jackson. They did it with Bosa. Uh, this is what they do. They're they're notoriously cheap. They're going to stay on their ground and, and, tr- and try to make the players sweat and, and, and miss some money. And it sounds like Melvin Gordon is ready to do that. I agree with him. Uh, I'm, you know, 95% of the time I'm going to side with the players. Uh, $5 million is a ton of money, but for someone as good as Melvin Gordon and as effective as he's been over the years, it's not enough. And that's just, uh, that's just saying, you know, comparing it to other running backs, it's just not enough money and, and he should be getting more. So, um, yeah, he's going to hold out Eckler. Uh, he's valuable as a standalone piece, and I believe uh, I agree exactly with Matt said. It's uh, Justin Jackson's going to figure in. I've been saying that all along too. It's going to be more of a fifty-fifty split, and I do believe Jackson because where he's being drafted will be a better value. Right, Justin Jackson, the better value here than Austin Eckler potentially for Los Angeles Chargers. This one's a personal one. I'll start with you, Eric. <laughs> Danny Dimes is going to start week blank. Oh, geez, I don't know. He, he he's looked better. I mean, that's just, I mean, just the eye test. Sure. Um, I saw some stuff uh, on the flight this morning, reading some stuff online, um, just superior statistically statistical stuff, but they are loyal. Uh, this is a loyal organization and, and I think it's, it's, it's his, uh, Eli's team. And, and that's that. Now, Modica, Danny Dimes starts week blank. I don't like Danny Jones, but I do like Danny Dimes. I'll say that. There you go. I'm going to go week six here. I think Eli's uh, uh, 100% right. This is a loyal team. It is Eli's. But I think the hand will be forced, and the future will be uh, now. I, I'm still shocked they gave Eli that money this year. Yeah, Eli making like $23 million. He will be the starting quarterback <laughs> for how long? Who knows? Okay, let's get into some of the injuries from last night and some of the injuries that we're still dealing with. EY, once again, I'm going to begin with you. Between Cam Newton and Andrew Luck, I would rather draft blank. Oh, man, that, that's a, a gut punch to the fantasy world, isn't it? Like uh, uh, Cam Newton is somebody that um, in best ball, I'm getting him way below what he should be going as. Um, Repaired shoulder, the, uh, all the stuff from camps, t- talking about his throwing motion being better, the uh, the emergence of Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore's there. He's got Greg Olson, his uh, safety blanket back. Uh, McCaffrey looked unbelievable last year. This was an offense that I was super excited about, uh, and now with with uh, this this sprained ankle or whatever sprained foot, I mean. <laughs> Everything comes from your feet as a quarterback, dropping back. Um, obviously, we know Cam is a running quarterback. You throw using your legs and your feet. So, it, it, I mean, this is a, it's a bad injury. Injury. I think I still take Cam because he at least has practiced. Um, and, and probably, I think he, I mean, just because the player he is, will, will play week one. Or he'll at least give it a whirl. Matt Modica, you saw Cam Newton's injury last night. Mid-foot sprains with Dr. David Chow and, all, and the actually the general manager, uh, Marty Herney, in Carolina referred to it as, well, they are cautiously optimistic about week one. How concerned are you about Cam Newton's foot and how it will affect both him as a fantasy player and the fantasy players surrounding him? 
I'm very uh, concerned. I have a lot of Cam. You know, I've always been on Team Cam. I think for fantasy uh, wise, he, you know, he most of the time will deliver. He'll go through some slumps here or there, but the numbers are there for you. But uh, as far as him or Luck, I would take Cam right now. He's been the cheaper guy. And I do think there's a real shot he plays week one. It looks like Luck will miss week one. Uh, I mean, everybody knows the Colts' offense with Luck is super dynamic. But Carolina's put together one of my favorite offenses entering this year if everybody's healthy, uh, which is a shame right now. And I drafted Andrew Luck and Cam Newton the other night in the Beat Matt Modica uh, online championship. So I'm in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, Cam Newton, better get healthy. Andrew, look, better get healthy for you, Matt Modica. And I, I think it's really telling that Frank Reich announced that Jacoby Brissett is not going to play in the third mm-hmm. preseason game for the Indianapolis Colts. they got to make sure he's healthy. Andrew Luck is not going to be back for week one. I've tried to figure this out. Matt, I, I want to go back to you on this because EY said that he actually moves Marlon Mack up a bit because of the strength of that offensive line. They're going to have to rely on Marlon Mack's running ability without Andrew Luck. I moved Mack down. Where do you stand on Marlon Mack now? I'm kind of with EY here because I do think, and I think Brissett is becoming a better quarterback. Look, he was better than we all expected originally. And I, I think, you know, with, with experience and time and all that, I think he is getting better. And I, I think this is a really good team, the Colts. And I don't see them rushing luck. And I agree. I think Mac, and I, I foresee him even being more involved as a three-down back. So, yeah, I'm on board with that. All right. So on board with the EY, you're in the same boat here. Yeah, um, so I've moved all the Colts down. Um, they've okay. been, they haven't been high up. I mean, I don't have a single Colt on any team anywhere on in any draft that I've done uh, because of the Andrew Luck stuff. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, I mean, he is better than I think most people thought he was going to be. A lot of that, I think, is, is T.Y. Hilton and, and Marlon Mack and, and the team itself. And, and Frank Reich, the play caller, kind of pulling them along. Um, and I know, I know they have uh, uh, was is it Kelly is the other backup quarterback there? Yeah, Chad Kelly. Yeah, could, Chad Kelly who did look pretty decent in preseason. That could be a thing too. I think Brissett gets the first go, but I mean, this is a guy that everyone thought was going to be the real deal in the NFL. A lot going on in Indianapolis. A lot of question marks. Unfortunately, those question marks now exist in Carolina, given the midfoot sprain. Um, from Cam Newton last night. Next question. Other than Devontae Adams, the wide receiver I most want to own in Green Bay is blank, Eric. Uh, Scantling. That's uh, that's the guy I've been going after. Um, I, I get that Allison is going to line up in the slot, but I think that these guys are going to eat into each other's um, um, production. And MSV is a burner. Big, tall guy, big body, and can rip down the field. And Aaron Rodgers is going to have a chip on his shoulder and something to prove, and he's going to be whipping the ball. Once again, Matt, you get a chance to relax before you respond. Really think it out. Stick around. More on the way. Which Packer does Matt Modica want to own? We'll tell you when you return. From 
from the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Become the eighth person to win a million bucks in a FanDuel DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the Daily Roto DFS Lineup Optimizer. Join the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. If you're playing Daily Fantasy Sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL Annual Pass with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com where millionaires are made. All right, we're back on the BFFs. Matt Modica hanging out with Eric Young and myself. Matty Moe, which Packers wide receiver... I forgot it's not a question to fill in the blank. The Packers wide receiver that you most want to own is blank. I'll say MVS, and here's why. All right. It's kind of really close, but for me, he offers the higher ceiling versus uh, Allison, I think, gives you a more secure floor. And I'm always going to chase the ceiling, but I'm not going to force it with either. I'll take the cheaper option, bottom line. But for, I'm always going to chase the ceiling. So if I had to choose between one, it's MVS. Ceiling is MVS. Floor maybe Geronimo Allison. We we want to find who's going to fill that Randall Cobb um, in his prime slot role and who's going to make the big plays. If it's the same guy, great. If it's not, maybe three wide receivers in Green Bay ultimately um, – will have value there. Let's continue on, gentlemen. Let's keep it going. And we get next to our next fill-in-the-blank. Fill-in-the-blank, excuse me. And that brings us to the rookie Kansas City Chief I most want to own is blank, Matt. It's Darwin Thompson, baby. It's it's always been. Uh, I got him in the Flex League draft in one of the last rounds. And that was back on August 2nd. I've been drafting him ever since. Uh, you know, Carlos Hyde was never a concern for me. Thompson's always been... And look, I, I like Damian Williams, but Thompson has always been the, th- the uh, real threat. He got goal line carries last night. I, I think regardless, he's going to have a role, and he's one injury. He's a Damian, a Damian Williams injury away from a substantial role on an Uber offense. EY, the rookie Kansas City Chiefs player you want to most own is blank. Uh, I, I want to own Kelsey. I, I don't own him he's not probably a, He's anywhere. not a rookie, EY, so that doesn't count. Oh, is that what you said? Yeah, rookie Chiefs player. Oh, rookie, yeah. Then I, I'm, I'm with Matt all the way. Thompson is, is a guy that, that I'm trying to get on almost every team. Uh, him and, and Justice Hill are two guys that you can get later on that, that could end up, you know, being real league winners, uh, I mean, especially Justice Hill. I'm taking him over Thompson. Um, Justice Hill is a guy I could believe is going to be Elvin Kamara in uh, in Baltimore. No love for Michael Hardman, well, gentlemen? No, I, I like Hardman, especially if you go the Sammy Watkins route, which I do every year. And look, in all honesty, I know people laugh at that, me and Sammy. Uh, last season, when he was on the field for those 10 games, he produced. He put up really good numbers. The problem is him staying healthy. Hardman is a handcuff there, but uh, I'd love to debate the Thompson versus Justice Hill 
Because Hill was the starter last night, and all three other running backs, you know, didn't dress. So that was kind of telling, I thought. Yeah, I thought I, I thought so too. That where he is in the pecking order, not where you want it to be, at least to start the season off. It is telling where he's playing with what, how many first string refs that he gets. We'll see, obviously, once the season begins. All right, next up, we move on, and I want to bring up the Seattle situation because both of you guys, I think, like the same player. So, with that being mm-hmm. said, that being said, I Tyler Lockett is a top. Blank wide receiver, Eric. I, I think he's a number one. He's a top no, he's a top one wide receiver? Oh overall. <laughs> oh, overall? Overall, top blank wide receiver. Oh geez. Uh like number? Is that what you're looking for? I'm I'm confused by the question. All right. So like I would say Julio Jones is a top three wide receiver, right? I would say that oh, okay. uh you know Juju's a top, top five tw- wide top receiver. Top twelve. All right, so there, there we go. That's a good answer. So Tyler Lockett is a top 12 wide receiver to you. A wide receiver one, that means. Yeah, I think Matt? I said that originally. Matty? Yeah, no, I'm on, I'm on board with EY here. Uh, I think I had him 14th, uh, was maybe like two weeks ago, or a week or so ago, when I did my uh, wide receiver breakdown. I did a deep dive on, you know, like the top 20 receiving options. I included tight ends and stuff. But at the wide receiver position, especially with Amari Cooper having this plantar fasciitis, he's he's dropping down. Uh, Lockett is moving up. Look, he is in the uh, Doug Baldwin role. Doug Baldwin basically got 120 or so targets a year. Look at what he did on 70 targets. So he realistically only needs to go up like 30, 40 targets. There's 140 or so targets available in Seattle. He takes over. And, I mean, I, I got nothing but love for Lockett. Nothing but love for Tyler Lockett. But I do want to throw it out. I know, Eric, I asked you earlier this week. Matt, I want to throw it to you, though. Is there any, I don't want to say trepidation, but there has been some Jerron Brown talk in the slot for Seattle, maybe soaking up some of what Doug Baldwin did. Are you nervous about that? Are you in on Jerron Brown? Where are you on him? Uh, I Look, I'm not nervous about that. We've seen what Lockett can do when, when they want to stretch the field with him. What did he average, like 17 yards of reception? And I personally like Jerron Brown as the number two. I think this is a guy that, you know, he's shown a, a couple of small glimpses here or there. I think he's better than uh, David Moore. So uh, Jerron Brown would be some if I, if I was in a deep league or you know, a watchless player later on. That's somebody I'm drafting. But All right. Be, uh, so just a... Uh... Just a late round, just a late round flyer. Then on Jerome Brown, which makes sense. He doesn't cost you anything. Jerome Brown again, someone you don't want to forget about necessarily. If you're in a big draft, a lot of flexes, a lot of wide receivers, something along those lines. Okay, up next, Maddie Mo. I talked about this yesterday, uh, two days ago, on the program. The rookie running back I most want to own this season is blank. Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, without league, hesitation. League though. winner. Yeah, league winner. Why is that? Uh, this is it. Look, I love David Montgomery, and I had a big Twitter war yesterday. I got nothing but love for David Montgomery. I think he's extremely talented. But you're getting Miles Sanders 25 picks later. So if I have that option, I want Sanders. He's on a phenomenal offense with an elite offensive line with a super smart coach. They spent the second-round pick on him. I know the argument was, well, they spent the second-round pick on Dallas Garden last year. Okay, they had they had uh, Ertz. Right. Look at their running backs last year. It was like three blind mice. 
I'm sorry. So you're putting this kid in. He's explosive. He missed the OTAs. He had, uh, I think it was the groin or the hamstring, whatever. That was a while ago. But the minute he got on that field in camp, he has been the most explosive, elusive, talented back in that back. Look at all these superlatives. Yeah. Granted, Jordan Howard is going to get work, but he's going to decrease. Over his last 22 games, Jordan Howard has three 100-yard games, has rushed for more than 70 yards six times. Come on. Jordan Howard is not good. He's a volume player. His role will diminish. Talent wins out. You draft coaching. You draft schemes. You draft offensive lines. Good quarterbacks. They got everything here. You got a car salesman selling me a Miles Sanders here. The rookie running back (laughs) that you most want to own, EY, is blank. Yeah, it's crazy. I think maybe me and Matt are are twins today. But if I was going to answer that question, um, I would have said Miles Sanders. And that's just because of exactly what Matt said is where he's going. I do have Montgomery. Uh, a few above him because I think his past path to work is quicker than Miles Sanders. I don't believe Miles Sanders will be the starting running back, and I believe Montgomery will be. But I think over time, Philadelphia will showcase Miles Sanders. And that's an offense. Like, look, I I want Carson Wentz uh, in, in the WWE thing I sent you. That's, yep. that's my quarterback. Yep. Uh, I've been waiting on quarterback, waiting on quarterback, and I reached. I went and got him early because I just decided, like, I want I want the, the conductor of that offense. I, I'm scared to take any other pieces other than Miles Sanders because I think week to week you're not going to know. I mean, there's there's going to be five to, to seven viable fantasy guys that you could start kind of any week, and it's, it's just going to be kind of a dart throw. Uh, that's going to be frustrating for people that own the other players, but I think Miles Sanders will be the most consistent by week four, week five, and, and I mean, this, is, this guy's the real deal. He's got everything. Miles Sanders, Matt said, could be a league winner, and I, I think back to last year, you mentioned what Dallas Goddard did second half of the year, and I, and I just I think back and I'm like, hey, you got a guy the second half of the year that you can just kind of hold on to and then watch him blossom. That's what Miles Sanders has the ability to do. Be somebody that second half of the year that, all right, gets a few touches here and there, gets a few touches here and there, boom, all of a sudden becomes the guy. It wasn't so long ago we were talking about Josh Adams as this Eagles workhorse, and that was the second <laughs> half of the year. He mattered, seriously. And I think Miles Sanders is a hell of a lot better than Josh Adams. Yeah, I mean, you said Josh Adams, Corey Clement. Look, Corey Clement's a nice little player sure. and stuff. But you had those kind of guys there. This guy at Penn State was really good. It's not like, you know, he was taken in the second round. This is a team that if running backs didn't matter, they wouldn't have invested in him at that price. They saw him as a perfect fit for what they want to do in this offense. He can run. He can catch. So, look, stash and cash is how I define him. I, I agree with that. Right. It's going to take a couple of weeks. It's not going to happen off the bat that he's going to be, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now is the time you stash and you cash on the right players, right? Like, I'm not stashing Kareem Hunt and, and hoping for 10 weeks. That's not going to happen. But Miles Sanders, that's where you're going to win. That, that's the type of player that can win you this thing. Before we hit the break, we have a minute. Matt, I want to throw this at you because I drafted a guy uh, late in GST. You wanted to talk about him, and I'm excited about it because I didn't even know you liked him. That's Jalen Richard. Yeah, look, Jalen Richard has a role on this team. I know Josh Jacobs can do 
both. Jalen Rashad is a pass-catching back in PPR. You're getting him so late. Why not get him? And he's an injury away from having a bigger role. I love this kid as a late pick. I also do. I'm right there with you for all the reasons you mentioned. He's going to have a role in this offense, and he's one Josh Jacobs uh, injury away from having a monstrous role. We always want guys to catch passes. We'll take a break. That's great. Wow, we're flying, man. One more segment of the week. That comes up next. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Right, final 14 or so minutes of the week to BFFs. Greg Sussman, Matty Moe, and EY Eric Young all hanging out today as we break down everything. You got to know going into a major weekend for the draft. So let me go back to another fill in the blank, and that is this. I'm trying to phrase it in the fill in the blank way. <clears throat> blank is the player that has risen up draft boards most this season, Matt, or this draft season? For me or just by ADP? ADP. ADP, risen up the most. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Nick Chubb here okay? because he was going late second round, yep. and now he's going as high as four overall. You know? So that's, it might not be the biggest move, but that's the most significant move. You had once upon a time, you could get Nick Chubb late second round, and that was a fantastic value. Now you people are paying, you know, they're paying for him to be possibly the best back in the league. That's absolutely right. You're seeing him go all the way up, potentially to number four, certainly in the back half of the first round, early in the second round at that turn. Nick Chubb, one of the biggest risers ADP during draft season. EY Blank has been the biggest riser during fantasy football draft season. Kalen Bellage and shame on all of you. It's embarrassing. The, this guy hasn't moved in my rankings. He's down in the bottom. He's a big body guy. He runs pretty quick in a straight line. But I think he proved uh, this preseason, especially in the last game, he looked lost. He looked absolutely lost. He has no vision. He has no lateral movement. He has very little agility. Kenyon Drake is the person to own, the, the running back to own there. Look, he's, yes, he was taking first-team snaps. He, the, the guy was hurting in a walking boot. He, yes, he was was getting the reps in, in practice because Kenyon Drake wasn't getting any. Uh, I'm not saying you really want to own any of these guys, but Kalen Balazs went way, way up and was being drafted way too high. And I'm, I, I'm proud to say, never by me. Kalen Balazs. Did not look good at all last night. Kenyon Drake. I would, it was awful. Kenyon Drake a little bit better. He didn't even play, but he did shed that walking boot, Matt. Yeah, no, that, that's that's a good sign. And Kenyon Drake is falling. Oh, yeah. You know, he was have the ninth round of GST. Yes, and that's a, great, that's a great price here. And sticking with the ninth, tenth round, uh, and he, I have one on each of teams that I own. They're the two worst picks. I did not want to do it. I will not throw my partner under the bus here. But if you draft uh, Ronald Jones or Peyton Barber, 
I could maybe see Peyton Barber more, but I wouldn't take either one. Okay. You're basically saying you think you have a running back for week one. Who cares? In the ninth, tenth round, when there's guys like Darwin Thompson or Tony Pollard, you got to take the shot on that. Even if Zeke signs, which I do think he will, you're you're taking a shot on a guy that has the ability to be this year's James Conner. You're looking to win at that spot. A, a, a late, a, you know, tenth round pick that can turn into a to a, to a first round pick possibly is a gamble you always have to take. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that you say that because in our GST draft, the very first pick of the 11th round was Peyton Barber. Right after that, Devin Singletary. Right after that, Darwin Thompson. And you can see the different style of players. Players like Michael Salfino, who's playing zero RB, taking shots at a guy like Darwin Thompson and these younger running backs. Some other players that just kind of want to fill out their roster with startable players, that's how you wind up with Peyton Barber. Where did we fall? Well, in that round, we ran up the startable players. Our 11th round pick was LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> All right. Uh, EY, this question goes to you. Blank is the player that you have seen fallen the most during draft season, non-injury related. Non-injury related. Oh, geez. Uh, Deontay Foreman. Sure. He's, he's a guy sure. uh, I can remember people talking him up, you, you know, even beat writers in Texas saying how he's looking way better that, you know, the coaches are working with him. They believe in this guy, blah, blah, blah. And I can, I, I'm going to come com- completely clean and honest as he's been a guy that I was taking real late in some best ball. Yep. And, and I mean, I don't even think he'll play or he might not even be on a team come, come week one. So that's a guy that, that was real high up and he's, I mean, I don't, I think there's most places he's not even being being drafted anymore. That same question goes to you, my man. Blank uh, has true. been the biggest faller during fantasy draft season. For me, it was a guy that I was I hadn't been taking, and as the news came out of the 49ers camp, Dante Pettis has all fallen. He was a yep. trendy name about a month ago. A lot of people were in love with him. I still really don't know who the you know, best option is after Kittle. Uh, and if you look at what Kittle did last year with, with the quarterback situation he had, it makes it even more insane. But if I if I had to place a bet on their other receiving options, Debo Samuel would be the uh, would would be the flyer I'd take. A lot of people are talking right now, Maddie, about uh, Debo Samuel. He's rising up draft boards as the money goes live, as you like to say. Why do people like Debo Samuel so much? I, look, I think he's a fantastic receiver. I really wanted the Bills to draft him in the, in the second round. Uh, I, I thought that would have been a, a perfect foundation player for them to, you know, grow a, as a young stud receiver. But unfortunately, that was not the case. We got a good player. We, the Bills did get a good player there. But I, I think everything this kid offers is uh, is going to be that number one wide receiver down the road. Can he do it all this year? I don't know about that. But it's looking more and more possible that the opportunity is going to present itself. All right. There you go. Devo Samuel, who, like I said, rising up draft boards at the moment, a young San Francisco wide receiver. We'll see what he can do. EY, I know you drafted like 50 teams. Same for you, Matty Moe. So the player that you have on the most, or the majority of your teams is blank. Is me or EY. EY. Oh, geez. Um, 
I would I would say Justice Hill right now. Okay. I, I have sure. him a lot of places. Um, is a guy that I really believe in. I really like. And uh, another one that I'm getting a lot is Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is all of a sudden coming on your team a lot. Justice Hill, the guy that has been on the most thus far. Matty Mo, up to you. I'll break it down like this. In the, in the first round, it's been James Conner. It's pretty much been you know a lot of the draft slots that I've got. Remember what James Conner did before hurting his ankle last year. Yeah. It was pretty phenomenal. Uh, Mid-rounds, it's it's my boy Miles Sanders. Every opportunity to take him. And in that 9-10 range, it's Darwin Thompson every time. Darwin Thompson, Miles Sanders, James Conner, the three running backs. Matty Moe constantly looking at. I know the money... I guess it's real, isn't really a fill in the blank, Matt, but this is the weekend we talk about, right? The money going live. What do you expect to see differently than what we've seen in a lot, a lot of these other drafts where... Not to say they don't count because there's a lot of money on the line for a lot of other people, but the high-stakes player, what do you expect to be different this week? Well, I, I think with football, as with baseball, starting pitchers always move up. Running backs seem to make that surge late. Yep. And I think you've already seen it with Nick Chubb, the anxiety with uh, Ezekiel Elliott owners or prospective owners, I should say correctly, David Johnson taking a hit. So, you know, people, you know, you're going to have some guys that are going to go full-on risk. But most people are going to be risk-averse early on and want those foundation players that are going to produce week in and week out. So, I mean, I'm, I'm getting ready. I can't wait for next Friday night. We defend our title in the New York Super, Andy Saxton and I. So I'm, pretty, I'm getting pretty jacked. Getting, getting jacked. We're there, man. We are at, you're at the moment where the money is live. I thought it was really interesting, Matt, that I saw what I have been seeing, and there's two names I want to throw out at you, that running backs normally do climb during this season. Absolutely. But it seems like David Johnson and Joe Mixon have fallen. Why is that? Well, I mean, Joe Mixon, I love Joe Mixon. But they drafted a fantastic rookie. And unfortunately, he's out for the year. Another lineman retired. A.J. Green is hurt. So the Bengals are like a snake-bitten franchise. They're poorly run. Mixon, whatever you think of him as a person, forget that. We're just talking fantasy here. He's a tremendous athlete, yep. tremendous runner. We saw what he did last year. So that's why he's falling down. It's his, uh, you know, the surroundings around him. But I still think if you get him in that mid to late second, you have to jump on him. And as far as David Johnson, that's all team context from the preseason. They laid an egg versus the Raiders. Yep. Kyla Murray fell. Everybody's worried about last year. I don't think Kingsbury is going to show anything this preseason. And I think David Johnson, last year, he was terrible on, I mean, on a terrible team. Terrible coaching, and he was what RB ten. Yep. I I still think you 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 can't shy away from uh, DJ at like six or something. I think you got to take him and believe in the system. Eric, same question to you in regards to David Johnson and Joe Mixon. People are drafting this weekend. They want to know what to do in the first round. And David Johnson presumably was going five for a while, and now he's falling. How come? Uh, he's still number five for me. Uh, I haven't moved him. He's been four or five pretty much all year. Um, like Matt's saying, like they're just not going to show. Uh, and people want to keep pointing out, you know, Kingsbury, you know, he didn't have a good team and, and you know, he didn't have a winning record. And like, look where he coached. I mean, they're, they're not getting, uh, you know, four-star recruits there. He, he's piecing this team together with, with leftover players in college. Now he, he's playing with uh, professional players, professional athletes on a professional team. And the number one point, Matt said it, is 
on a terrible team, maybe the worst offensive team last year with the worst offensive line. And I understand that they haven't improved that, except they have maybe the most mobile quarterback in the NFL now, which will will make the offensive line better automatically because they have to respect him. Um, but the big thing is, is he was the 10th running back or 10th overall running back last year on one of the worst offenses. So what's he going to be this year? He's going to be great. Um, give him to me. I'll, I'll take him. Uh, my, it's my fifth overall running back all day long. You don't want him, leave him for me. I'll take him. All right, yeah, absolutely. David Johnson, as he was falling in the GST draft, we're sitting there like, Thanking for him to fall in our laps at 10. Chris McGarry was, pick, was picking at 9 in our draft, Matt. And he was just like, what the F is wrong with He was with very people? happy. <laughs> he was just like, what is wrong with you people? Uh, David Johnson. No, like, was like he, was, he was thinking like, did I miss something? Is this dude hurt? What's going on? I picked 9 in the other league. Yeah. And I was debating between James Conner and Nick Chubb. Yep. I went with Conner because of the Steelers system. Yep. And luckily I got Chubb on the wraparound, so... Oh, that worked, worked out. out that, that worked out great. Yeah, I want the judge. We took Connor uh, at ten in our league, and we came back on the wraparound and took his teammate Juju. So we felt pretty good uh, starting our team like that. You went with three running backs there, huh? Yeah, for that league, I the third running back was Damian Williams. And like I said, I have you know some concerns that you know he doesn't have the track record. But this is this is a guy that's been in. Uh, he's he's a really good athlete. He's in the system. They gave him the money last year. Wasn't like they were holding on and waiting. And Andy Reid wants him to be the guy. So I got him. I backed him up with Thompson. So the fact that I went three running backs is his pass catching ability. So if he, if, I wasn't taking a guy that doesn't catch the ball there. Yeah, fair enough. You want people that are going to catch the ball. You want people that are going to do a little bit of everything. So starting out three running backs could be the way to go. All right, what do you have going on this weekend, EY draft wise? Uh, draft wise, nothing. Uh, Ty Dillinger, uh, Sean Spears yep. is getting married in nice. Malibu. I'm going to head out there. Uh, one of my best friends in, in the business. Uh, so me and my wife are heading out there for the weekend and I'll be in new Orleans for Rob, whether I do anything or not, I'm not <laughs> sure, but I will definitely be there. Then it's on to Orlando to draft with the NXT boys. Maybe my favorite draft of the year. Those guys are all lunatics, uh, 14 team, um, Super flex. It, I mean, it's unbelievable. This league is is super intense, super super uh, deep rosters, and it's going to be a blast. There you, there you go. What a week! What a weekend, man! Uh, it's going to be that awesome. Matty Mo, what do you got going on this weekend? Uh, this weekend is the quiet before the storm. It's all about next Friday night and Saturday. I got like four drafts from Friday at eight p.m. to Saturday through four p.m. seven p.m. There you go. It's going to be awesome. Coming up next, it's the debut of wager talk right here on our channel. Have an amazing, amazing weekend. I'll be in Philly at a FanDuel Fan Fest. If you're around, come say hello. For Eric Young, Matt Modica, I'm Greg Sussman. Have a great weekend. Frank and I will be back on Monday. We hope. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. What did I miss? What did I miss? Here's what you missed on the BFFs. Yeah, Wade Barrett's English, and he's better at it than he is. <laughs>
Dude's not even American. Not even an American. He's better. That's not, that's actually fantastic. All right. So uh, on today's show, I know there's a bunch of people that we don't want you to forget about in drafts, a lot of which we've spoken about before. We'll get into the headlines as well. We're going to do it in a bit of a fill-in-the-blank format. So I'm going to throw out some questions to our guys, and they're going to come back at me uh, over the next hour or so. So let's begin like this. I want to own... Blank Jaguars on my fantasy team this season. Matt, we go to you. Possibly two. More like one. (laughs) I want to own possibly two. More like one Jaguar on my team this season. Who are they? Uh, For net, I would take it. I see the possibilities, but I'm kind of shying away. The one guy I really want to own would be D.D. Westbrook. How come? I, I just think, you know, he's... He's the lead guy there. You're getting him at such a discount. Right now, he's wide receiver 36. He's their number one option in the passing game. Uh, You look at the next-gen stats from last year. His separation was off the charts. The guy uh, seems to be consistently open. Uh, Got the touchdown last night. And the fact that I did like DJ Chark, but he got hurt last night. He got the concussion, so that does not bode well for him. Yeah, DJ Chark has that concussion. We'll see what, where uh, he winds up falling now in your fantasy drafts. But D.D. Westbrook gets talked up yesterday, targeted it incessantly last night by Nick Foles. D.D. stock is rising. Same question to you, EY. I want to own blank Jaguars on my team this year. Yeah, I think it's D.D. Westbrook for me. It's been D.D. Westbrook all along. I, I have him. I, I bet you I have him on over 70% of my best ball teams. Um, I have him in a, in a couple leagues that, that I play in. Um, it, he's going to be the number one. I believe that uh, Marcus Lee uh, coming off the pup is, is interesting. I think he could show up at some point this year. But two interesting kind of like really late round guys is uh, Connolly. I mean, was never used properly, in my opinion, in Kansas City. This guy's got an unbelievable 40 time and can really rip down the field. He's going to be stretching the field for Nick Foles, and and uh, and I know I've said it before, and I want to give the guy from the guys from Fantasy Pros, the the podcast credit, uh, Jeff Swaim. Nick Foles loves throwing to his tight end. Jeff Swaim is going to be the starter. Now, everyone, every time I bring this up, someone says, "Oh, well, what about the rookie they drafted?" Tell me the last time a rookie draft tight, a rookie tight end did anything. And I'll tell you that I'm wrong. 